Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Are there any perfect churches? Are there any perfect pastors? Now, why is that? Everybody just raise your hand. Just everybody raise your hand. Now, look at your hand. Why are there no perfect churches? Ah, you. If you leave, we'd be fine. No, not really, because we're all left, aren't we? So there's no perfect churches. There's no perfect pastors. But there is a perfect God in the perfect Word of God. Suppose you think that you've discerned something. A good test of whether this discernment is from God or Satan is to measure it against God's Word. Does your discernment lead you to help, heal, love, or share? Does it lead towards purity of the body of Christ? Then the Holy Spirit may have given you His perspective, the truth with love. But if your discernment brings scandal, bitterness, or a desire to separate yourself from the body of Christ, then it's not from God. Pastor Mark continues to teach us how to have discernment and grow in it. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of 1 John chapter 4, verse 4, with our continuing study entitled, Test, Live, and Celebrate the Truth. Just a few days ago, we were in Israel at Qumran, where the Dead Sea Scrolls were found, showing us again that God's Word never changes. Everywhere you dig in Israel, it proves the Word of God. That's why God kept it. That's why God gave it to us. Now, go to John 4.4. You're right there. 1 John 4.4. John continues, You, dear children, are from God, and you've overcome them. Who's them? The, the evil spirits. Because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. So what does he mean by that? Here's what John is saying. Watch me. He's looking out at the church. I'm looking out at all our campuses now. I'm looking at every campus. And here's what John's saying to the people. You guys don't have to worry about anything. You have God, the Spirit of God living in you. You've already overcome. You're doing good. You're in small groups. You're going to be inviting people to church. You're reading the Bible. You understand it. You're doing great. And may I say amen, 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 and amen to all the campuses. You guys are doing fantastic. Well, what's the second discernment kind of deal, Pastor Mark? Here it is. Write it down. John just told us. Number two, the, dis- the second discernment source, it's the Holy Spirit. He's known in the Bible as the Spirit of truth. And if you're a Christian, where does he live? Inside you. So, Pastor Mark, I can't understand the Bible. You have the author of the Bible living in you. No problem. So the Holy Spirit is there to guide us into all truth. The Holy Spirit also is there to convict us when we sin. Remember, he goes, oh, no, 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 no. He convicts us of sin. And the Holy Spirit 
also is to empower us to righteous living. So the Holy Spirit is to guide me into truth so I don't get off the wrong road. He's there to convict me when I kind of either omission or commission. I begin to head off in another direction. Whoa, 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 no. And by the way, we'll do communion this morning. And one of the things that we're instructed to do before we take communion is examine ourselves and ask forgiveness of something. Number three, the Holy Spirit empowers us to, to live right. All three provide a warning against, this alarm uh, against false teaching. Now, how many of you in your car have seen this? Do you know what that is? What, what is that a picture of? It, it's your warning light in your car that what, what's wrong? One of your tires is what? It's either low or what? Uh, flat. Okay. Now, I have one of these in my car. Some of you have a better car than me. Much fancier. By the way, I'll trade. If you'd like to trade, it'd be fine. <laughs> How do I know it's fancier? Because it tells you even what tire is low. Now, don't say, hey, that was my car. That's prideful. You might have four flats when you walk out today. <laughs> yes. So when you see that red light, you think that's good or bad? Well, you walked right into it. <laughs> When the Holy Spirit convicts us of doing something, is it good or bad? Pastor Mark, it's bad. No, it's good. When that comes on in your car, I don't like it. But is it good for me? Say yes. Because it's dangerous to drive it if it's really true. Now, when we came back from our vacation, our car had been sitting in the garage for a while, and I got up the next morning getting ready to go to church, Stupid lights on. I said, thanks, God. So I took it over to Coff's auto and said to Eric, check my tires. I don't want to go anywhere. And so he checked it. And he says, well, sometimes when your car just sits, uh, it loses air. So he found one and he put some air into it and off I went. I was really happy. Two or three days, I'm excited. About the fourth day, I go into the garage. The light's on again. So I drive back over and I said, can't be that now. And he says, no, it can't. So he put, puts it up in the thing and looks at the tires. And he found a little staple in the side of my tire, which is draining all the air out of it. I don't go to staples anymore. <laughs> so he, he pulled it out and fixed it. And he fixed it. I'm a little leery still because that's a dangerous place to have a tire fixed in the side. But everything's good. You have within you a supernatural warning system. It's called the Holy Spirit. So when you hear something and you go, if you're a Christian, that doesn't sound right. Who's that speaking to you? The Holy Spirit. He's the Spirit of truth. That's huge. You say, well, when I'm getting ready to sin and go off this way, I don't like that. No, it's good for you. Sometimes we ignore it, and it's bad for us. Choose to sin, choose to suffer. So it's a good thing. So understand that role of the Holy Spirit inside of us 
is huge. I must be alert to false teaching, but I don't have to live in fear. John says, you can be assured because the Holy Spirit who lives in you is way greater than the enemy that's outside. You don't have to worry about it. Would you write it down like this? Sometimes in church, we never write this word celebrate, but it should be all over our faces. Here's what you want to write. Celebrate. We can live now without fear. No enemy is greater than Jesus living in us. So, Pastor Mike, I'm worried I'm going to be off in the false doctrine. Relax. Now, you have to understand something. Satan isn't afraid of you, but he's afraid of God who lives in you. But he's already, the victory is ours. Satan's defeated. I can walk in truth. Victory is 100% assured. So when this little warning light goes off, that's good. That's good for me. There's no way to escape battle. We're going to have all these things coming at us all the time. Good, wrong, this. It doesn't take long. Some false thing will head into the church again, and we just have to be alert. Now, I want to give one more warning quickly, real quickly. Sometimes when the morning light goes off inside of us, it isn't from the Holy Spirit. It's my background. Some of you are raised a very rigid, legalistic system. And when you were raised in a church, and it was a good church, some of you were raised, and here's, here's what the church said. No, no. Can I do that? No. How about that? No. Can I do that? Other? No. How many know what I'm talking about? Those of you that don't, say praise God. Because you didn't get raised in one like that. So everything that we look at was a, was a no. You know that the Calvary chapels got started kind of because of that? It was in the 70s. It was the hippie days. All these guys were on drugs and making love with women left and right, whatever. Never took baths. It just horrible. Long hair. That's exactly right. You, you can talk to them. And some of those guys walked into the little teeny Calvary chapel where Pastor Chuck was church. About 25 people in the church. And they walked in and they just put new carpet down. And they walked in barefoot. And the elder said, uh, you're welcome here, but you got to go get a bath first and come back. And Pastor Chuck walked out and said, what, what's the conversation? And he said, uh, no, no, no. If you won't let them in, then we'll rip the carpet up. And many of those young men are pastors of the largest Calvary Chapel. By the way, they wear shoes today. It's okay. <laughs> they got changed and changed, saved and changed. Do you know that Greg Laurie was in that day? When I see the Bible, yes, there's lots of no's. But when Jesus came, he, he started with two commandments. Love God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. Would you call that a no? No, no, that's, that's a yes. You can celebrate today. Christianity is filled with yeses. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. That's not negative. That's positive. Don't be a condemning, negative, critical kind of person. By the way, it's miserable for you. And you will be like that guy throwing the football, trying to catch it yourself. Why? Because nobody wants to be around you. You say, oh, Pastor Mark, I can't change. Yes, you can. That's a lie from Satan. Anyone can change. Now, look at verse 5. Now, John does something he loves to do. He talks about believers and unbelievers. Everybody in this room is in these two cases. You're either an unbeliever, you haven't come to Christ yet, or you're a believer. Unbeliever? Or believer. Everybody in all of our campuses, you're in one of these two. Now watch how he does. Verse 5 is unbelievers. They, unbelievers, are from the world, the world system. Therefore, they speak from the viewpoint of the world. And the world listens to them. And then in verse 6, these are believers. We, however, are from God. 
And whoever knows God, these believers, watch this, listens to us. What's John saying? If you're a believer, you're going to listen to pastors that teach the word. But whoever is not from God, well, they simply will not listen to us. This is how we recognize the spirit of truth in the spirit of falsehood. So here's the example. People in the world, unbelievers, they speak, they believe, they behave like the world and their leader. The the world system is not God's system. Power, possessions, pleasure, uh, prestige, those kind of things. They have different values. They have different purposes. They're directly opposed to God's way of living. Satan knows that. And here's how he's going to deceive the churches. In the end, Satan is going to deceive the churches because he's going to get pastors to save their church, to save people coming, to save money coming in. He's going to use pastors that will teach what the people want to hear rather than what they need to hear, repent and live a godly life. See, the Old Testament is repeat with that. And we find out that in the, in the end times, people will have itching ears. It simply means this. Don't tell me about repentance. Don't tell me to stop my lifestyle. Tell me something I want to hear. Now, on the opposite of that, look at, look at the next. Those that are believers are going to listen to God, and they're going to listen to God's Word, and they're going to listen to pastors. They don't mind going to a church that teaches God's Word, and because of that, as they listen, they're going to apply it, and they're going to live different. So what is my, what is my third source of protection from being deceived. Here it is. Write it down on all of our campuses. Number three, discernment source number three, it's a biblical church and godly pastors. It's a biblical church and godly pastors. John says, true godly pastors will teach what the word teaches, regardless of what the people want to hear. Now, that doesn't mean a pastor beats people up. No, One of the things I tell younger pastors is, no matter how you teach, wherever you're at in the Scripture, make sure people leave with hope. You know why? Because we're beat up by the world. I hope this morning when you finish, you realize you have God in you. You don't have to worry about being deceived. Just stick to the truth. Listen to godly pastors. Listen to the Bible. Make sure it's there. So what is John saying? He's saying this. This reminds us again of the necessity of being part of a Bible-believing church. Going to church on a regular basis is not an option. It's essential so that Satan will not deceive believers. For some of you, you can take it or leave it. You need to change. A few weeks ago, we were in the north of Israel at Caesarea Philippi. It's against the backdrop of pagan religions the God of Pan, 2,000 years ago. And Jesus set his disciples down, and he began to say to them, what's, what's the world think of me? What, what's on Facebook about me? And they went through and said some things, kind of like the world does today, nice prophet, good guy, loves the people. And then Jesus said, no, 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 what, what do you think of me? Pointed right to them. And Peter spoke to him, and he said this, you're the Christ, the anointed one, the Son of God. You're the Son of the living God. Jesus said, Peter, right on. And then he said an amazing thing. He said, Peter, on this statement that I'm the son of God, I'm establishing something called my church. And when I establish my church, I'll be the head of it. I'll empower it. I'll equip it. I'll grow it. And the gates of hell 
will never, ever defeat the church of Jesus Christ. I'm waiting for an amen from somebody. You say, well, Pastor Mark, the Muslims are taking over the world. The ungodly are taking over the world. The gates of hell will never defeat the church of Jesus Christ. So, some of you are saying, well, so? Well, then where are you going to go to get your spiritual feeding? Well, whatever. No. You have to be proactive. You need to be church on a regular basis. Well, I have so many things in my life. Satan, you need to be in a church on a regular basis. That's the way God designed it. He established it a place of discipling and growing. It is not an option. I know some of you don't like it. I'm sorry. It's truth. Now, are there any perfect churches? Are there any perfect pastors? Now, why is that? Everybody just raise your hand. Just everybody raise your hand. Now, look at your hand. Why are there no perfect churches? Ah, you. If you leave, we'd be fine. No, not really, because we're all left, aren't we? So there's no perfect churches. There's no perfect pastors. But there is a perfect God in the perfect Word of God. He established a church. So you, you can't find a perfect church. I hear people say, that's why I can't find the perfect church. Hello. But get in one. One day Paul wrote to the Ephesian elders. He had spent a lot of time in the church of Ephesus. I want you to see what he wrote. It's pretty powerful. He says, for I didn't, when I was with you, I didn't shrink from declaring all that God wants you to know. All Paul is saying is here is, I taught what the word of God was. By the way, that's why we teach through the word of God. Wherever I'm at, I teach it. That's it. I want to teach it with love. I don't want to teach it with conviction. I want to teach it with the anointing. He says this, and that God wants you to know. So guard yourself. He's talking to the pastors. Guard yourselves and God's people. Why? Because Satan's after pastors just as much as he's after God's people. Just a person in the pew. He says, guard him. Feed and shepherd God's flock, his church. Purchase with his own blood. We'll celebrate communion today. Over which the Holy Spirit has appointed you as elders. I know that false teachers, watch this, I know that false teachers like vicious wolves will come in among you after I leave, not sparing the flock. Even some men from your own group. Where's that? Oh, from Vieira, from Melbourne, from Sebastian. From the, will rise up and distort the truth in order to draw away a following. Would you write this? All Christ followers need a biblical church with godly pastors. God has provided in his church godly leadership. We're far from perfect, but we're pastors and elders, and we're here to teach, guide, protect, and feed you. Where you're sitting this morning at any of our campuses, if this is your home church, I can assure you of one thing with the help of God. Your pastors and elders are committed to guard, protect, teach, care, and feed all of you. That's our goal. That should give you some element of assurance. As long as we teach the Word of God, you don't have to be worried. It's going to be fine. But you have to be here. You have to be in the Word. Because Satan will deceive you. Now, I want to say this again kindly. If you're not committed to a local Bible-believing church, and by the way, there's many in our communities, many all over the world, if you're not committed to a local Bible-believing church, you're in grave spiritual 
danger. Every one of you know a person that used to follow Christ. They've fallen away. How did that happen? They got out of the Bible, and they got out of coming to church on a regular basis, committed, and they would never join a small group. They're not going to be accountable to anybody. They're accountable to somebody today. His name is Satan. See, I've been doing this longer than most of you are old. It never changes. It's going to get worse. So can I say this morning, if you're not committed to church, and committed to church doesn't mean every time the doors open, you'll be here. That's foolishness. But it means you'll be here on a regular basis. You'll be here with your Bible. You'll be taking notes. You'll be in a small group. You'll have your quiet time. And you're going to be growing as you mature. You see, if you're not, then be alert. Change. Be committed. Do something different today. Now, if I'm committed to that local church and the Word of God and praying for pastors who are just like you, that we need, we need help, if I'm doing that, that brings us the fourth discernment. And it's a huge discernment for us. Write it down this morning. Discernment source number four. It's personal maturing in the word brings increasing discernment. You see, when a spirit-filled pastor is teaching God's word, the real teacher, the Holy Spirit, begins to illuminate in your mind the truth of Scripture. When that truth is applied in your life, change happens. And that brings increasing discernment. So much so that as you begin to go through life, an alarm will go off. That that little indicator goes off and it says, whoa, that's not right. Well, how did that happen? You just didn't hear a sermon. That's the discernment you're learning as you move through life. All of you that are parents, what do we try to teach our young children as they move through life? Don't do that. Don't go there. Well, why? Because we've been there. It doesn't work. It's dangerous. It's this and that. We do that naturally with our children. But when it comes to spiritual, like, nobody's going to tell me what to do. How foolish. You have godly pastors, humans just like you that fail. But we have the Word of God that never fails. And I want to challenge you. Be committed. Be committed. Be committed. Understand this is a source of amazing discernment for you that will happen in your own life. You can't come every fourth week and go, ah, I'm cool. No, you won't be cool. You won't be growing. It will not happen in your life. Pastor Mark, you don't know all the things. I know every single one of them. I have the same problem you do. But if I'm committed to God's word, then I can be safe and growing and maturing. Paul even prayed this. Let me read to you. It's out of Philippians. I'll just summarize it for you. Paul said this. I pray that the church would grow in love and knowledge and discernment. Wow. Love and knowledge and discernment. Now I want to address one more group. Listen to me. Some of you here have never turned your life over to Christ. You may have been deceived by good works get you to heaven. I don't know why. But I do know, because I've been praying all weekend and many others have, That as you sat here, something began to stir in your heart. Don't move. Don't put your Bibles away. Don't cause any distraction. The Spirit is speaking to you. You know, when Jesus spoke to those demons and those demons said, Whoa, there's the Son of God. They believed that Jesus was God. Will the demons be in heaven? No, because they never accepted him personally. Are you too busy to be in church on a regular basis? Pastor Mark told us that church attendance is not an option. Church attendance is one of the ways that Pastor Mark told us we can grow in spiritual discernment. Church attendance will help us grow in maturity in God's Word. This brings increasing discernment. 
All Christ followers need a church with biblical teaching and godly pastors and leadership. You've been listening to Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Each day here on Lessons for Living, we share messages that Pastor Mark taught at the main campus in Melbourne. Maybe you're listening right now in Brevard County and you don't have a home church. And today's message was exactly what you were looking for. Join us for worship. We meet at the Melbourne and Vieira campuses on Saturday night at 6 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. And those in the Sebastian area can join us Sunday mornings at 10.45 a.m. For more information, call us toll-free at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Or log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website. Now be sure and tune in next time when Pastor Mark teaches us about the agape kind of love that God has given to us. This kind of love is selfless and it's centered on others. God first showed us this love by sending His one and only Son to earth to save sinners. Then Jesus showed it to us when He walked the earth. Jesus showed it to everyone He met. This is the kind of love we should have. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. seen and our ears have heard his word made flesh in a hurting world a new hope he is giving lord let us hear your lessons